Hello! Thanks for clicking the button. It's good to be here with you. So good to be in your homes, yes. on your phones, wherever you're watching. Just hopefully not in the bathroom. <laughs> well, sometimes it's okay. <laughs> well, my name is Mariana. And I'm, I'm Nate. Yes. So good to be here with you guys. Yeah, we just want to remind you that in order for you to be connected here with the family mm -hmm. and all the things that are going on at the church here, Christ Community, just explore the app. There are lots of events and things There's happening. so much on the app. I And resources. I find out so much of what we're doing like as a church. And I'm on staff here, but like I find <laughs> out by looking at the app. Good job. I know. <laughs> That's good. And also a great way to partner with what God is doing here at Christ Community is through the giving button on the app. And we appreciate your generosity. Yeah, I mean, honestly, your generosity is the thing that allows us as a church to do so many of the great things that we do, which you could actually read about on the app. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but we love it. And, you know, we're, we're excited for today. Uh, we do want to remind you guys, after Alan preaches his message, we're actually going to sit down and have a conversation with him about it. So we want to encourage you guys to stick around for that. Like, that's yeah. honestly one of my favorite parts of this whole online experience is being able to pick his brain and hear like, what are you really thinking? And how does this really apply? Like, it's cool. So you guys aren't going to want to miss that. Yeah. So here's Alan with the teaching today. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, Christ community. So good to be with you today. I'm excited about what God is going to do in our hearts as we engage in his word together. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for your word. I thank you for each person who is watching this or listening to this. Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts? You know each one of us. You know where we're at. You know what we're going through. And I pray that you would apply these words to our hearts and transform us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are in week four of a, a seven-week teaching series on the topic of joy, how we can experience genuine joy, a joy that supersedes our circumstances, no matter what is happening in the world around us. I feel like that kind of joy is so needed in my own life and in the lives of so many people. I mean, two weeks ago, I was teaching in our Saturday night service alone on stage, and in the middle of my message, I heard this female voice very near to me, asking about joy. I don't understand joy. Please repeat. It was my watch. Uh, even Siri wants to know about joy. Um, have you ever had your watch talking to you at an inappropriate time? You know, that's so embarrassing. Oh, wait. well, so, 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 so again, this question, how can we experience genuine joy? So far in this series, we have been learning about how joy is a core part of uh, how God has wired our brain, and we have been learning about how we can how we can find joy in the experience of being delighted in. And so, for the past two weeks, we've been exploring how we can more fully experience the Lord delighting in us as a foundation for our joy. Well, today we get to focus on another practical way we can grow in our experience of joy, and that is through the practice of gratitude. I read this fascinating study that was done at Indiana University with people who were engaged in counseling for anxiety and, or depression, and half of the participants were assigned gratitude intervention exercises, while the rest simply continued to attend their normal therapy. Well, what they discovered at the end was those who participated in the gratitude activities showed, and I'm quoting here, profound and long-lasting improvement beyond that of the participants who simply went to counseling. There is something incredibly powerful about gratitude 
and its connection to our experience of joy. Look with me at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. The apostle Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That, that's an amazing passage. Paul is saying that it is God's will that we give thanks in all circumstances. And this is connected, he says here, it's connected with our experience of joy. See, this is how God has made us. This is how God has wired us. Joy and thanksgiving are a core part of our experiencing the life that God wants us to experience. And this is a theme throughout scripture. Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. See, for the psalmist, A heart of gratitude was like the secret password. It was the access password into God's presence. So according to these scriptures and many others, gratitude is a critical aspect of our experience of joy, of our experience of God's presence. But what exactly does this gratitude look like? I think this is where we miss out on deeper levels of joy. See, for most of us, Our experience of gratitude is usually focused on trying to think of things that we're grateful for and then trying to say thank you more often, both of which are really good things. But if our experience of gratitude stops there, we are missing an opportunity to more fully engage our joy center, which as we have talked about in this series, is on the right side of our brain, the relational experiential side of our brain. So how can we engage in gratitude that results in a deeper experience of joy in our lives? Well, the answer to that question is found in a particular aspect of gratitude, a particular practice, and that is the practice of appreciation. Appreciation is a very specific way to experience gratitude. And what makes it so powerful is that it specifically engages the right side of our brain, the experiential part of our brain, which has a direct impact on our experience of joy. So this is a big deal. This is a potentially life-changing practice. Now, in order to define appreciation, I want to show you an example from the Bible. I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but I want to highlight it again in this context. So in Genesis chapter one, God creates the heavens and the earth. Genesis one is this beautiful picture of God's creative activity, creating light and dark, sun and moon, vegetation and animals, and finally creating us humans in his image. Well, repeatedly woven into the rhythm of this passage is this phrase, and God saw that it was good. At various moments in creation, seven to be exact, God stops and he looks at what he has made. He notices that it is good and he enjoys it. He savors it. He feels He feels it. This is what appreciation looks like. It is more than just saying thank you. It is more than creating a list of things to be thankful for. Appreciation is the intentional practice of noticing something that brings joy and then taking time to actually feel the joy of that. 
This is something that God is doing on the first page of the Bible. So we know it's significant. We know it's important. And I believe it is part of what makes God a God of joy. It's because he practices appreciation. Appreciation is part of how he experiences being, and it's a crucial part of how he wired us as well. He wired us to be people of appreciation, to cultivate appreciation, to be a people who regularly take time to notice something that brings us joy and then to savor that, to feel that. Now, what what the Bible and brain research show us is that when we do this, this particular aspect of gratitude, when we practice appreciation, it is incredibly powerful and transformative. It impacts us spiritually, helping us connect with God in a better way. It impacts us emotionally, bringing greater levels of joy and peace. And it even impacts us physiologically in terms of our overall health, things like blood pressure or our ability to sleep. I was watching a webinar uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago on YouTube with Chris Corsi, who has written one of the books on our recommended resource list for this series. The book he wrote is called The Joy Switch, and it talks about joy in the context of relationships. And both of those resources, the book as well as the YouTube link are on our resource list that we have created for this series. You can find that on our app under the more section. Anyway, in this webinar entitled Beyond Gratitude, he shared about how his wife was having a really hard time sleeping because her mind would just be racing with all the things from the day and she was experiencing some anxiety and all that. Well, he had just been reading about the power of appreciation. So they decided to practice this. So before they went to bed, they took 10 minutes and they each identified some joyful things that had happened that day or recently. And they, and they took a few moments to think about those things. And then they shared that with each other. He talked about how when they did this, first time they did it, it brought a greater sense of peace and calm to his wife. And it enabled her to sleep. So, so, so this is now something actually that they do every night before going to bed. They practice appreciation. So, so why is this such a powerful practice? Why does it have such a significant impact? Well, I, I mentioned in a previous message how our brains are designed to run on the fuel of joy. This is how God designed us. But in the absence of that fuel, our brains will run on another fuel, the fuel of fear which manifests itself in negativity and criticism and focusing on what's wrong. I mean, I wonder why is it that when my wife, Raylene, asks me, how is your day? I immediately start by telling her what didn't go well that day. (laughs) Yet what, what we need to realize is that we all have a choice as to which fuel we are choosing to put in our brain. What we focus on has a huge impact on every aspect of our lives because it literally impacts the wiring of our brain. Are we choosing to focus more attention on what went wrong today and what we don't like about people around us and what you know we hate about ourselves or whatever? Are we going to focus on those things or are we choosing to focus on things that bring us joy? Are we choosing to cultivate appreciation rather than criticism and contempt. 
Now, look, this, let me say something really important here. I'm, I'm not talking about ignoring our negative emotions or stuffing our negative emotions. Emo- those emotions are really important. We talk about them all the time around here. They're very important to acknowledge and to pay attention to. But what I'm talking about is how in the midst of the challenges and difficulties of life, how we can choose to intentionally cultivate the joy center in our brain through appreciation. Because by doing that, we actually grow our joy and our ability to experience God's peace in the midst of negative emotions and and negative experiences. That grows as well. So this is not, please hear me, this is not a ignore your emotions. This is not a fake it till you make it approach. This is a specific thing we can practice to literally grow our joy capacity so that we increasingly experience life through the lens of joy. The practice of appreciation is, it's like a specific exercise we do. And the more we do it, that muscle of joy grows in us. All right, so how do we practice appreciation. I want to get really practical here because this is something we can learn, which is so cool. This is something we can grow in through practice. Okay, now there are three basic aspects of appreciation. The first aspect of appreciation is remembering. Remembering. It is to stop and intentionally think about something in our life that we are grateful for or something in our past that in that particular moment made us feel thankful or joyful. It could be something that happened that day or that happened recently, or it could be a memory from the past where we experienced some joy in a particular moment. Now, this is, look, I'm not talking here about some nebulous, joyful thought. You know, this is about identifying a specific experience in which you felt joy or gratitude. Now, what is so fascinating to me is how often in the Bible, God urges us to remember. In fact, this is something he specifically commands us to do regularly with regard to the crucifixion of Jesus. I mean, what, what is the Lord's Supper? It is a tangible activity in which we take time to remember what Jesus has done. Do this in remembrance of me. So Jesus is commanding us to build into our lives moments where we remember what he has done for us. So this remembering thing is really the first step in our experiencing appreciation. We remember a moment in which we experienced joy. Now, this could be a significant life event, like the day I married Raylene or the day our children were born. But it could also be something simpler that happened, I mean, something simple that happened earlier that day, seeing the harvest moon as I drove to work last week or receiving an encouragement from a friend. The reality is there are moments of joy and wonder all around us, but we easily dismiss them because they're not social media worthy. I mean, think about that. Isn't it it sad how so often the only reason we take pictures anymore is so that we can post them so others can see them? I mean, we, we are so often scrambling to get a picture of what is happening to us, you know, that we actually miss the opportunity to savor that moment 
Um, we, we miss the joy of what is happening to us or our child or whatever in that particular moment. And I, I also think we are, we are often so busy and so in, just in a hurry that we fail to enjoy the ordinary wonders and gifts that are all around us. The smell of fall air, the, the, the contentment of standing in our garden watering tomatoes, the giggle of our child as our dog licks their face, or watching a bird sitting on a tree limb, or you know, laughing over something with our spouse or our friends. There are so many extraordinary gifts around us in the ordinary but I think we are often too busy or too distracted to notice them, to savor them. So the first step in growing in appreciation is to stop and notice. It is to know, it's to think about some specific moments, memories, relationships, experiences that brought a smile to our face, things for which we are thankful. Now, I recommend that we begin, and I'm going to come back to this in a little bit, we begin creating a list of these things. So all you, it's really simple. Do it in your journal, find a piece of paper, whatever, or your phone. Just create a list, so, and, and you can just use a word or two to describe what memory or that, you know, that, the, that, that, ex, that describes what that experience or that memory is. For instance, sunset, or date with my wife, or my grandchild's giggle, or birthday with friends. So by creating this list, we're intentionally remembering, we are intentionally identifying these experiences, these things in our lives that brought us joy. I read a, a heartwarming piece in the Wall Street Journal of all places, recently written by a dad just the other day, and I wanna read a portion of this to you. He writes, I called my father one Sunday morning on my family drives home from church. He asked how the Carolina Panthers were doing. I said I hadn't been paying close attention. This was something my 10-year-old son, Jack, found shocking. He stated matter-of-factly, coming home from church, eating lunch, and spending the afternoon watching football is the sixth best feeling in the world. His comment raised many questions in my mind, beginning with, what are the world's top five feelings? As often happens with children, the ensuing conversation moved quickly. I was able to ascertain that rising on Christmas morning held the top spot, while waking to an unexpected snow came in at number three. I wondered, why does my son derive so much joy on waking? Then I realized what he does differently than me. At some point, I became a preoccupied adult and let comparison become the thief of joy. My son's rankings are incidental to the experiences themselves. As author Oscar Wilde put it, the cynic knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. Ten-year-old Jack inspires me. He instinctively knows how to cultivate joy. He knows how to remember, how to appreciate moments. It's us adults that have often lost that ability. And we need to reclaim it. We need to reclaim it if we want to experience greater levels of joy. 
Well, that leads to the second aspect of appreciation, and that is to feel. This is so crucial. This is where the right brain, left brain concept becomes really important. I mean, simply creating this list I mentioned a moment ago um, doesn't in and of itself cause us to experience joy because a list of items like that stays on the left side of our brain. Unless we intentionally do something to move that to the other side, the relational experiential side. And this is how we can do this. It's by reliving that moment in our brain. So after thinking of a particular thing we're thankful for, or a particular memory, recent or distant, we then choose to feel the emotion of of that. Again, we choose to feel that again. We, We let our heart go there. We feel the joy of that sunset that we stopped to savor. We feel the joy of holding our newborn grandchild. We, we let our bodies feel the emotion we felt in the original experience. And here's what is so fascinating and important about this. Neuroscience tells us that, that when we do this, our brain experiences it as if it's the first time it happened. So in other words, the positive chemicals our brain released in those original moments of joy, those chemicals get re-released in our brain. From our brain's perspective, we're experiencing the, the event all over again. In other words, our joy center is getting activated again. The, the, the fuel of joy is getting poured into our brain as if we were initially experiencing that joy See, what what this is doing is growing our capacity for joy. It is literally creating neural pathways that enable joy to more easily be accessible to us. So I was reading Psalm 77 last week in my devotional time with the Lord. Um, Happened to come across this psalm, but I read it through the lens of what we're talking about here. And so it starts out with several verses of articulated despair, his emotions, he's crying out to God, couldn't be comforted. Will the Lord reject me forever? Will he never show his favor again? I mean, the psalmist is being brutally honest, which is a really good thing. He's not denying his emotions. He's being brutally honest about it. Well, right then, in the mi- right in the middle of the psalm, everything shifts. And it, pi- it all pivots when the psalmist writes these words. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. See, the psalmist begins to relive those things. He begins to feel the emotion of these things that happened in his past, and it shifts his perspective. It's like he is tapping into his joy center, even in the midst of his struggles. And he's doing so through the practice of appreciation. So this is right here. This is like the secret sauce of gratitude. We not only remember those things that made us smile or that brought us joy, we then actually take the time to feel them. We savor them. So this means we take like 60 seconds and we re-experience that in our mind. We re-experience a joyful moment that happened earlier in the day, or that happened yesterday or last week or even months or years ago. We let our body and our heart feel the joy of that moment or that experience. Now, there's another thing that we can do in this step that can fuel this even further, and that is we can invite the Lord 
into this place. So as we're feeling this emotion, as, as we're experiencing that moment of joy, we can invite the Lord into that, which we talked about last week. We can just, we can ask him, Jesus, is there something you want to say to me in this experience? One of my favorite evening things to do in the summer is to take a walk and um, right around sunset and just to look at the sunset with the clouds that are painted in these beautiful colors. And I remember a specific experience a few months ago when as I was looking at the sunset, I sensed the whisper of the Lord saying to me that that sunset is, an, is easy for me to do, which means I can handle the problems and worries you are carrying. Alan, you can trust me. Okay, so that happened a couple months ago. So now, when, when thinking about practicing appreciation, what, what I would do, I would put that on my list that I talked about a moment ago, just building this list of joyful things. And I would label it sunset. And then I would think about that experience again, as if it was happening. I would just think about it again, putting myself in that experience and letting my heart feel what it felt then. See, this is how we grow in the experience of appreciation. We not only remember these things, but then we also give room for our hearts and our minds to feel them. We relive that moment in our minds, which activates the joy center in our brain. Now, there's a third aspect of appreciation that is not required, but it is an added bonus, and that is sharing. Sharing with someone else this joyful experience. I mean, this takes our experience of joy even deeper. By sharing this with someone else, we're not only re-engaging the right side of our brain in experiencing this, which we are, we're, we're not, not only doing that, we're also enabling this other person to feel our joy. So it multiplies the impact of appreciation. And what's fascinating is how often we see this in Scripture. I think of how God commanded his people to regularly celebrate the Passover, God's dramatic rescue of them from slavery in Egypt. Well, a crucial part of that was a yearly celebration, right? And a part of that yearly celebration was the retelling of the story. They would gather in their home and they would retell the story. The children would ask a question. The, the parent would answer the question. There was a retelling, a sharing together, a sharing of the story. There's something powerful about sharing stories of what God has done. You know, I, I long for this to become more and more part of our lives, our families, and our, our church culture, where we regularly take time in our small groups or over a cup of coffee with a friend or around the dinner table with our family, and we share what God has done. We tell about something that happened to us in which we experience joy in some way. Okay, so those are the three aspects of appreciation, of taking our gratitude to the next level, remembering, feeling, and then sharing. So how can we practice this? How can we make this part of our lives? There are all sorts of relational contexts in which we can practice this, and we'll be exploring some of those in the next couple of weeks. But I want to invite us this week to initially focus on one thing. I want us to focus on how we can practice this individually how we can grow in this individually. So let me give you a specific exercise you can do. Um, and it's, it's, just, 
it's like with anything, we get better with practice. And that's the whole heart of these practices, these exercises. Okay, so here's a simple way to get better at appreciation. It's by taking a few minutes every day to practice what we just talked about. So I would suggest that you start with five minutes every day. In that five minutes each day, we begin by remembering a joyful moment. This is where the list I mentioned earlier can come in handy. So we look at the first thing on our list, sunset or anniversary or trip to the beach. So we just start with the first one. And as we remember that first item, we then we remember it and then we take some time to feel the emotion of that. We go back to that moment in our brain and we let our body feel the joy of that experience. Now, for some of us, this may feel a bit awkward or difficult initially, and that's totally normal. M- many of us, we're, just, we're not used to engaging the experiential part of our brain in these ways. But you will get better with practice. It's like a muscle that just needs to be developed. Okay, so once you do that for, say, 30 seconds with the first item, you then go to the second item on your list and you do the same thing with that. So the idea is that you fill up this five minutes with doing for each one of these items that you remember it and you enjoy it. Then you go to the next item. Um, one uh, biblical neurologist that in, in the books that we're talking about, a guy named Jim Wilder, he, he, he recommends that we grow our list to at least 10 items. And so then we use that list each time we're practicing appreciation. So every day we take five minutes, we practice appreciation using this list of joyful things. And here's what makes this so powerful. What begins to happen is that our brain gets used to experiencing joy. Joy becomes a more natural, normal activity in our brain. For many of us, our natural tendency is to think about and dwell on things that are not joyful. This is my natural tendency. I shared this earlier. This is just my, my, my bent, you know, and I don't like it, but I want to grow in this. So this is why this is so meaningful to me. But, but, but many of us, our natural tendency is we just, when we're at a stoplight or we're driving around or just thinking, we, we think about things that are not joyful, things that bother us, things that stress us, things that worry us. We're pretty good at focusing on those things. It, it, it often comes naturally. So in a sense, we're not doing anything radically different. We, we, already, we already relive past experiences in our mind. We already do that. We spend time thinking and talking about negative things that happened yesterday, et cetera, what we're stressed about. All we're talking about here is intentionally changing what we're thinking about, the focus of our thinking, so that instead of focusing and thinking about the negative things, we choose to reflect on joyful things. And that choice, even for five minutes a day, can help us increase our experience of joy. Again, it's like our brain gets used to experiencing joy. It, it starts to realize that it's okay to feel joyful. And then if we actually take the time to the third step to share it with someone, it increases not only our joy and appreciation, but it increases this other person's joy as well. Our joy gets multiplied through the simple act of appreciation. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm still thinking about that 10-year-old named Jack and his automatic listing of the six best feelings in the world. 
waking up to an unexpected snow, driving home from church, eating lunch, and then watching football. Friends, joy is all around us. It is all around us. We really can experience greater levels of joy if we stop long enough to reflect on God's good gifts to us and to remember and savor those moments. All right, let's pray together. So as we are taking a moment here to quiet our hearts and to pray, I want us to practice. Something I like to do at the end of a message, I want us to practice this. So we're going to practice, we're going to do a little gratitude practice. So let me just pray. Father, I pray that you would quiet our hearts. You would bring peace to our hearts and minds. We commit this practice to you. Okay, so what I want you to do, you can close your eyes if you want. You can leave them open as well. But I want you to, we're going to go through the steps of appreciation. So first of all, I want you just to think about, to remember a joyful event, something that brought you joy in the moment. It could be something someone said earlier today, something you experienced last week, or it could be a memory from your past. But think about something specifically, a specific event, a specific experience that brought you joy. Okay, now that you, now you've remembered something, now we're going to take the next step, and that is to feel, the idea of feeling that. So as you're remembering, I want you to like relive it in your mind and, and pay attention to how your body feels, how your heart feels in that moment, how it felt in that moment. Kind of tune into that again. Now, the third step, I encourage you, you don't have to do it right now, but I encourage you, you could if you wanted just to stop this recording, but I encourage you to take some time. If you're watching this with someone else, it'd be ideal to stop this and just share what you just remembered and what you just re-experienced. Because by sharing, again, it's reinforcing our own appreciation for that, and it's also this other person then experiences appreciation. They experience joy in the sharing of that. So I encourage you, you can stop this recording and do this right now or do it a little later. So Father, thank you for what you're teaching us about gratitude and a specific form of gratitude, this appreciation to not only say thank you, but to actually remember and to feel, to re-experience these moments in our past so that our, 
our brains get used to experiencing joy. And I confess, Lord, in my own life, I have not been intentional about this. My, my default is often just to focus on the negative. And so I pray for help for me personally. And I pray for your help for each one of us. God, that you would help us practice this five minutes a day, three minutes, whatever we want to do. But we would just, we would be intentional about practicing appreciation and that greater levels of joy would result. And so we, we thank you for this, Lord. We pray for your help in growing in this. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before we transition to our time of dialogue, I wanted to just take a moment and thank so many of you who partner with Christ Community financially. There are so many wonderful stories of people's lives being impacted by your generosity. I wanted to share um, one here, just one example. A few months ago, there was a single parent in our church, single parent, they lost their business because of COVID. And he was just doing his best to provide for his family. Um, but it was just overwhelmed with that. And so um, our church was able uh, to, again, this is the generosity of, of people, but our church was able to pay a huge water bill so that their water didn't get shut off and then two months of mortgage payments. And uh, it just helped them get through that really difficult time. And so I just wanted to thank you so much for your generosity. Your generosity is making a difference in the lives of people. All right, God bless you guys. Okay, so let's talk about this. How this, this, okay, the whole time I'm listening to the message and I'm just thinking of all the things that I'm grateful for. I'm so curious to hear, Nate, what what was going through your mind while, while you yeah. were listening. So, so as I was listening to this message, like I was thinking about like, obviously, Alan, we've had an opportunity to be walking through this for much longer than like our, our congregation has just as a directional team and a staff. And the thing that was going through my mind, like throughout this whole experience, like having heard you talk about it, having heard you just preach this message on this topic and like these practices, I'm like, okay, but like, how's Alan doing this right now? Hmm. Right? Because I heard you talk about like, well, two months ago I did this thing. And then you're saying like, oh, this is really hard. It's a struggle. But like right now, what are the things that you're remembering and just sitting with? And like, what is God doing in your heart through that? Yeah. Like that's where I was going. Yeah. No, I think it's the, it's the intentionality for me of practicing these things. Um, and so even in that moment, I was thinking about a, um, a conversation I had um, yesterday with, in a prayer experience with someone and something that Jesus did in a really cool way in just a couple minutes. Um, of this exercise. And uh, it was so cool um, to have him share that. And I was just kind of re-enjoying that moment um, that brought me joy in that moment. But typically I would have just moved on. Yeah. But this practice kind of is forcing me to create that list, to find those things, to notice them when they happen, and then to mm -hmm. go back and enjoy them again. So... Mm -hmm. That's what, what I'm trying. And, like, have you have you noticed that that like maybe changes just your perspective throughout the day? Oh, I like, think it even does. beyond just that thing. Yeah, I mean that's the whole. Yeah, I think the point, and I'm, I'm not an expert, but I'm I do feel that that um, practice mm. 
it is like working a muscle in my brain or mm-hmm. whatever that's, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, maybe gotten kind of flabby because just through a lack of discipline of just tending to focus on things that are not going the way I want or whatever. And our brain kind of gets used to that mm. and realizing that it becomes a default sort of um, where our you know, neural pathways tend to go. And so the intentionality for me of practicing joy has kind of opened up that Mm. realization that, man, what I think about matters, you know, and it impacts me personally. It impacts my emotions. It impacts me. And so, yeah. Yeah. I like the flabby muscle. (laughs) That's have several of those, I'm sure. Well, post-COVID, don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing that you said that, It has been, it stood out to me because it's been something I have been trying to practice, practice, which is uh, slowing down. And I think that the slowing down is a crucial part of it because why do we not notice things? Why do we not take the time? Because we're on the go and we're busy and there are other things. And I think the simple practice of slowing down already creates the margin for you to be aware, for you to observe, and for you to take the time to savor it. Because maybe there, there are things that, oh, I'm so thankful for this, moving on, and not sit there and, and, and allow my heart to enter it. I actually, we went out of town a couple weekends ago, my husband and I, and, you know, we went to the mountains and I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Okay, next, you know, and, <laughs> and he sat there. And and I was like, wow, look at him just sitting, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> come on, I can just picture Daniel just sitting there, <laughs> his little exactly. smile on his oh, face. Oh, uh, I learned so much with him. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I should probably do that. And so it's to me the slowing down yeah. is such a huge part of well, it. And you know what's so crazy about that? Like this whole exercise we're talking about, for a lot of it, like for me, like it feels so foreign. Where it's like, oh my gosh, like I can't sit down and do this. I don't have time for this. But like, if if I'm being honest, like I'm already doing this. I'm just doing it with yep. the negative stuff. Exactly. Like <laughs> I can't tell you how many weeks and months I've spent stewing over the same stupid conversation <laughs> I had with somebody, just thinking, <laughs> if only I had said this or done yeah. this. And I've noted, like th- that puts me in a bad mood. It like does. It, it robs me of joy. And yet, if I just take that one little thing, is what I'm hearing you say, and, and I replace the negativity with something that's like yeah. joyful, and I reflect and I appreciate, it's like, man, I I need that. Like, yeah. I want to be more joyful. Like, I don't want to be a bitter father or a yep. angry husband. Like, I want to be a presence that draws people closer to Jesus. And I think I think this will help. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I love that. I think you're right. We're we're choosing unintentionally to think about something. Mm-hmm all the time and it's having an impact um and so this is just shifting being intentional about well let's choose to think about these other things Um, and i do think hurry is a huge uh dallas willard that line of the ruthless elimination of hurry he feels like that's one of the core um needs in terms of each of our spiritual formation Mm -hmm. but you're right slowing down and i'm i'm nate and i have talked about this (laughs) walking fast we both tend to walk fast um, one time I was faster. walking way ahead of you and you were like, I'm trying to not hurry. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> so, but I think you're right. We miss all these moments, these, this extraordinary moments in the ordinary, 
these things that our child is doing or just this beautiful scene outside or something really simple, but we miss it Mm -hmm. because we're either distracted on our phones or something or we're just hurrying on to the next thing. And I do think that's actually robbing us of joy, of opportunities to grow in joy. Yeah. Like like that story you told of that kid and his father and just like... This is like my sixth favorite moment. I know. And it's like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I, I don't even know if I could sit down and list my favorite moments right. I know. if someone were to ask and me. Have and have such yet, an accurate track of it. Yeah. I know, but I look at my kids, like my, mm-hmm. my kids could totally do exactly. this. Like they're so carefree right. and full of joy and it's natural to them. Like I they're know. not consumed with every, uh-huh. I, I don't, like I just want to be a kid again. And maybe there's something yep. to that, right? I Jesus calls so. us, come to me with like a childlike faith. Right. I don't so, know. So let's be more childish. That's the goal. Childlike would be better. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be a little childish. I'm the youth pastor after all. Childlike, yeah. (laughs) That's true. But I think it goes back to what you're saying too when you're sharing about the listening prayer experience and how you're trying to notice things in the moment. Yes. Mm. I think that's this ability that maybe a child will have or if we exercise that muscle, if the muscle's not flabby and we don't only like look back to remember, but we're actually able to notice as it's yep. happening because uh, we're is, yes. because we're fluent in that language. Yeah. And then you, you notice it right away. You know who's really good at doing that? KJ. Like oh, you ever, have things. you ever been with KJ and he's like, guys, this moment right here You're is right. so beautiful. Like yeah. I don't know. Like he yeah. he has a gift of being able to see the things for what they are uh-huh. when You're they are. Right. Like, it's being present, yeah, being present. I think sometimes we miss, I love these lines you said about we miss the ordinary because our our mind is everywhere, but yep. not here. Right, in the moment, you're yeah. right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think it will, the practice of remembering those things is going to help us be more present. We'll start looking for yeah. these moments as we experience them. And I do love coming home from church and watching the football game, but I've never thought about that in terms of a joyful moment, you know? Especially this year with the Broncos being 3-0. I know. And really (laughs) savor it, enjoying (laughs) it, yeah. It's true. I've never thought, or snow, just that kind of thing, an unexpected snow. Those are all things that do bring me joy. I've just never thought about that. Mm. Well, I I think, honestly, like, when we do slow down and we do pay attention, it, it actually opens up the whole world to us. Yes. Like, Because if we're not, like, joy is this ethereal thing in the future of, like, when I get this much money in my bank account, Mm -hmm. I'll have joy. Or when I get married or have this many kids or grandkids or whenever tower or whatever it is. But, like, joy is all around us. Yes. Like, God is literally offering us the opportunity to experience it every moment of the day. Like, right here in this room. Yes. We can experience joy with one another. Yep. Yeah. Like, I just... Yeah. I want to live that way. Like, I don't... I don't want joy to be some delayed gratification thing. And so I like I know I need to do these practices more. So I'm going to. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to too. Yeah. I'm curious what what are you appreciating or grateful for, Nate? Today? You know, today, uh, my youngest daughter. Like I I love Facebook because Facebook has like, you know, the time hop and all that kind of stuff where you oh can go back Oh my gosh, and the memories these, kill me. The videos that we've posted over the years, but oh. I was I was looking at some of them this morning, actually, and I was just going like, man, I get to be this little girl's daddy. Mm. Because, like, honestly, I get so busy with all the different things I'm doing. I'm always just, like, hustling, going, going, going. And then my kid came, like, up to, or down to my office. She's like, 
wanted to talk to me. She wanted to play with me. And I was like, yes. I'm going to do this right now. I'm not going to put this off till later just because I got stuff to do. It's like, Mm -hmm. here's a moment for me to just enjoy this little girl who I've loved since the day she was born. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've been thinking about that a lot today. And I don't know. Like, That's so good. It fills me up. so good, man. I love it. One of my memories when you think of remembering things from the past, uh, and you mentioned going going home from church and having lunch, forget the exact uh, example, but growing up, I always went to my grandma's house and she, I would open her door and she'd be cooking for us. Mm. And the smell <laughs> of her frying on onions and garlic for with anything that she would cook, any time that I start cooking and I'm doing the onions and the garlic, Mm, grandma and I take a moment to appreciate and be grateful for onions and garlic and, but you know it's bringing the I think this this memory of her and I'm I'm so grateful for her but also appreciating this what I have today with my family and you know kind mm-hmm. of having the the memories influence the presence. I think that that's, that's what cool. I'm I'm sitting on and savoring. I think my, my my word of the week is savoring. Savor. Savoring. Yeah, that's such a great word. When I, I think it's like when we when we do this stuff with the past, like it almost fuels what we do in the present. So, I mean, I think the reason I was so wanting to hang out with my daughter this morning when she came down to my office was because I was overwhelmed by all of the joy yeah. from things that had come before. Yeah. Uh, and there was a part of me too that even grieved like, man, I had so many missed opportunities where I could have done some mm. cool stuff with my kids and enjoyed these moments. Mm. But I'm not going to let that happen now. Like I'm not going to miss this thing that's in front of me. Like it, it makes me want to engage things more. Yeah, that's so good. That is well, good. Thank you guys for yeah. sharing your stories and thanks for sticking around and enjoying this conversation. You go appreciate something right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> have a good rest of your day.